Here, I have a tip for your dad that I found this out, that you can get up to a thousand steps just sitting still if you wear it on the uh, arm and hand in which you masturbate with. I'm going to tell him that. You let your dad know. I'll let him know that if he puts his Fitbit on your arm, he can get a lot of steps out of it. That's true. Um, wow. How many steps did you get? I don't remember. It was in the thousands, though. That's Damn impressive. Nuts. That, wow. <laughs> that, you must have been, that must, isn't that frustrating? Like sometimes I'm like, come on already. Literally. Oh, uh, no. I, I enjoy the longer sessions. Really? Yeah. I don't, because I'm like, somebody else has to use this public bathroom. I gotta get out of here. Hey, everyone, ever, and welcome to 20th Century Pop, the show where we try to understand the present while living in the past. My name is Tim Blevins. And I am Bob Canning. I felt very NPR-ish with my introduction. I felt like I had my hands folded in front of me. I was was... leaning into the microphone. I was about to push some of these great tote bags we have for subscribers. I I did hear a more subdued tone in your intro. I think so. I was going to follow it up by giving the weather, but having some sound effects in the background like I was walking through a forest, because that's how they give the weather on NPR. Is it? Narrative. Everything's narrative on NPR. I enjoy it. I enjoy telling people I enjoy it. I don't listen to it that much, but yeah, I, I do. I listen to it on my short commute, so I don't get too much out of it. I guess I don't hear Bite enough. Size to, NPR. To it's all yeah. lowercase letters the way you do it. Yeah. It's mostly just uh, what's coming up, and then the tote bags, and then we're, I'm home. Oh, so you never get to what's coming up. You just know it's yeah. coming up. Oh, yeah. okay. No, that's news. Man, there's a lot. But uh, we're doing a retro shock today, people. And it's been a while since I think we've done one of those. I forget what the last retro shock is. But, but Bob, when we do do this segment called a retro shock, what does that mean? What are we doing? What is that? Right. Well, first, doo-doo. And second, the retro shock is when we um, talk about uh, a, a show or a movie that we have not returned to in quite some time. That was a major part of our lives in our youth, whether it's our, our young childhood of the 70s and 80s or our college years in the 90s. Um, we talk about it. We remember it. We reminisce. And then we actually go and watch it and we see if it holds up, if it still uh, affects us the same way. Fart. Yeah. <laughs> and today, yeah, we're talking about... <laughs> really? You're gonna lose it over that? No, I'm not. I'm just <laughs> briefly laughing at, at, at the word fart. <laughs> I am a little. I feel a little bad because I was sitting on that for the duration of what you were saying. I bet you did a great introduction. You, you were just but waiting. after you said you didn't uh, hear anything. You're just waiting for silence so you could say. So fart. I could throw a fart in because you said doo doo because I guess I said it. But you, you did were pointing it out, which I found funny. But I was like at the same time, I'm like that's funny, but isn't it kind of interrupting the flow of the show? But then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna say fart. But I'm not. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna interrupt them like I normally do. I'm gonna wait till there's a pause, yeah. And I'm gonna say fart, and then we're gonna keep going. But now I'm thinking like we could probably just keep going without the fart bit. No, 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 no. It's in. It's it's in. It's integral to to this entire episode. Okay. Which All is right. about <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. The Indiana Jones movie that actually I have probably seen the most of the three of them. Me too. Um, did you see it in the theater? I did. Mm-hmm. It was so uh, necessary. That was like, you know, there was a time where I was seeing movies uh, every weekend uh, in high school. But this was a movie before high school. And I didn't see movies a lot at that time. But this one I had to see in the theater. Do people know this one? Do you find people talking about this one? Um, I don't really. I mean, I can't say that I'm necessarily putting myself in situations where it would come up. But it's not something, you know, you don't necessarily see it on like an AV club retrospective of, of, of that particular year of movies. It doesn't seem to really pop up that often. No. Why do you think that is? Because it des- definitely resonates for both of us. It's a big deal for both of us. What, what, what is it do you think that maybe keeps this one from being discussed? I mean, he's a big character. And Nathan Jones is one of the most iconic characters of the 80s, I would assume. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess... Because Raiders is out there and Raiders is the first and Raiders is, you know, your introduction. And if you're going to go back to an Indiana Jones movie and compare, you know, 
the newer one to what came before it, you're going to compare it to the first one. If you're going to compare an action movie, uh, adventure movie to, to something else, you're going to compare it to the first one. Um, I guess maybe uh, Last Crusade doesn't necessarily do anything new or different. And maybe that's why it doesn't uh, come up in the topic, because it, it's just another representation of Indiana Jones. And if you're going to represent Indiana Jones, you're going to do it with Raiders. When I think of Indiana Jones as a character, what it means to have him as a character, a lot of those traits, a lot of that background, a lot of what shapes in my head what it is for him to be a character who can exist through multiple films actually comes from The Last Crusade. Like Raiders of the Lost Ark is a great movie. If it didn't have the follow-ups and sequels, it'd still be a great movie. But would people be talking about Indiana Jones today? Is this maybe the one that is responsible for keeping Indiana Jones alive? That's an excellent point. And I would probably have to say, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because if you had a third movie that wasn't as good as Crusade, then that sort of changes your viewpoint of the character. To the point where if it's as bad as what came years later, you, you forget it exists. But it's like, yeah, it's it's not only is it a great movie, but you, like you're pointing out, you're finding out more about the character. You're learning more. He's becoming more well-rounded um, and, and, and less of a superhero kind of character and more of a real person in a way. And yeah, I, I, I see your point there. But I just wonder why isn't this one the, talked about more then? Why isn't this the one people recall? And I don't know. Maybe we'll have to get into it and, and really watch it because maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the Indiana Jones I like is the Raiders one. I just last crusade because I was in the theater because I saw it, you know, I saw it twice in the theater. And, and because there was also this idea of, I don't know, did you think it was the last one when it was coming out? I know it's in the title, but was there the finality of this is his last adventure? Yeah, absolutely. It's in the title. They ride off into the sunset at the end. Um, Spoilers for the closing credits to, of Last Crusade. Yeah, let's not spoil that. If you haven't seen this already, folks, get out there and watch it. Um, I mean, you can pause the podcast and go watch it if you'd like. <laughs> That's or what you we'll can do. wonder why haven't you watched it and stick with the podcast as we discuss why maybe this one doesn't resonate with everyone. Um, we always forget to do a segment and then do it later, you know, good memory or bad memory. I think it's very clear that for both of us, this is a Good memory. Oh, absolutely good memory. When was the last time you watched it? Uh, it has to at least be 15 years, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, because I, I haven't watched it since I've had my kids. Okay. And they're, they're running up on 11 years. And I have no real recollection of seeing it much before that. Um, but it is like that I probably have seen it 100 times. Uh, but just not at all in the last, I'll say, 10, 15 years. So are you anxious to go back to it? Uh, not anxious. Anxious sounds like I'm worried. I'm not worried at all. I'm excited to. And um, I've tried to get the girls to watch Raiders. And they've watched some of the beginning. But then, you know, my, my girls are very sensitive. They don't like anything that's tense or scary or unexpected. Um, and they certainly don't like skulls and melting and, and, and you know, anything... Uh, dead fleshy uh, so that they haven't really watched um, the Indiana Jones but Last Crusade I feel like they could watch it doesn't have as much of, of that as the other two at least to my recollection except near the end again spoiler alert for the <laughs> near finale of Indiana Jones and Last Crusade but so you're not anxious. A, you're not nervous. You, 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 you go ahead. I'm super excited. Uh, and, and the reason I didn't introduce this or show this to my kids is because I feel like they kind of do need at least Raiders. They could probably skip um, uh, Temple of Doom and still get some of the inside references that, that, that Last Crusade has. And so I haven't shown them Last Crusade. But now that this has become our topic, even though they haven't seen Raiders, I probably will try and get them to watch Last Crusade. Okay. I'm curious how that plays as just its own standalone adventure. Yeah. I'm nervous about watching this movie. I'm a little anxious. Okay. What What is your concern? That it's not going to hold up. That the reason this one isn't talked about as much is that sort of sequel aspect. Lethal Weapon movies did it. Return of the Jedi does it, although I love Return of the Jedi. Like, I'm wondering, is this the jokier one? Is this one maybe a little too slapsticky? Is this the one that kind of 
characters suffer, you know, character development suffers and is at the expense of solid jokes or action pieces. Like, I don't remember it that way. I remember loving the movie, but now I'm just kind of like, hmm, having seen what pop culture does, having seen some of the icons of pop culture as they go along, kind of, you know, you see it in horror movies all the time. These very iconic characters that can carry a bunch of movies suddenly become jokes, parodies because of how long they've been around. Watching the Alien franchise go three strong movies and then fall apart, like like seeing how things have to change and become self-aware and a little meta to maintain their existence and looking at the, that it was eight years that Indi- Indiana Jones spread over three movies. I'm a little anxious about going back to this one because I it, it is very special to me. It is very sacred to me. And I'm wondering in this viewing, is it going to turn out to be less than that and how long has it been for you when was the last time you saw it actually it's probably been about like you said 10 or 15 years that sounded like a lot when you said it but now i'm just like yeah i haven't put it in i may have revisited it right before the kingdom of the island of the crystal skull came out in 2008 in which case it'd be about 10 years okay but yeah i'm uh i'm trepidatious and nervous and ready to go uh check it out let's do it Indiana Jones is on the quest of a lifetime. But for some adventures, one Jones is not enough. Dad? Junior? Don't call me that, please. Follow me! I know the way! A race across three continents. And in this sort of race, there's no silver medal for finishing second. Into the homeland of the enemy. Nazis. I hate these guys. Our situation has not improved. In his search for the Holy Grail. For a while, this was the last Indiana Jones movie, kind of wrapped up what was at the time a trilogy saga what i mean do you, do you, whatever you want to call it do you remember that feeling kind of like the, did you know when this came out that this was going to be for 20 something years the last indiana jones movie uh yeah i i i did have that feeling and, I, and that knowledge and uh, i remember reading a review or something of it i can't remember if i read the review before or after the movie um where it was pointed out what what happens at the end the very end, they literally ride off into the sunset. And so it just added that finality to it. And I think I knowing that, obviously knowing that at the time, but I was really aware of that this time, thinking about that. I thought maybe as we discuss it, an idea that we can touch on a little bit is this idea of how do you wrap up your trilogy or saga? I mean, here's the thing. Do you think of Indiana Jones as an ongoing series? We've, we've watched all three movies now. We have an episode on the Temple of Doom, an episode on Raiders. Do you think of this as one continual story of one guy? Uh, no, I've never thought of it that way. I thought of it as like a, a like a little vignette, sort of maybe like one little piece of the guy's life, and and we follow the character. We don't even follow the character, but here's this character in a new story. Here's this character in another new story. Um, so I never saw it as I, I'm not going to understand the the second one if I don't see the first one. Now with the third, there's bits that are more enjoyable because you know the character and you because you know the other movies, um, specifically the first one. Um, what well, kind of opens up with that? I feel like oh, this opening yeah. of the movie, like, how, how did you remember this? Do you remember that the movie started with a flashback to India's oh, yeah, yeah, child? Yeah. Like it's and it's what I used to try and sell it to my girls because um, I wanted them to watch this. I did thought, they? Did they watch uh, it? They they started watching it, watching the opening because I kind of had to explain to them what the opening was about because my girls can't they they can't watch something without knowing how it's going to end. They both have their their anxiety issues and they don't like being nervous or worried or scared for the characters. And so they need to know what's going to happen. So I tried to explain it to them. Did they um, know they, who Indiana Jones was? Did they know that they, character? They knew enough. Yeah, they know enough now. They've never um, – w- my youngest, she watched a lot of Raiders with me once. Mm-hmm. Um, and she asked me to tell her when to close her eyes if there was something scary. So I, I did what I could. Um, but she didn't watch the whole thing, but she watched enough of it. And then my oldest, she just 
is aware of things and has friends that know of Indiana Jones and and um, the, in fact, just recently um, she was at uh, a D and D game. That's Dunkin' Donuts game. Dunkin' Donuts game. A Dunkin' um, Donuts she, campaign. But but yes, apparently one of the kids was making references to Indiana Jones, and then my daughter drew a picture of her as Indiana Jones uh, running away from the boulder. And I think she knows of that more so from an episode of The Simpsons where they parody that. <clears throat> so, yes, he's in. He's a pop culture icon, and so they are fully aware of who who he is at this age. But then it's kind of like Last Crusade puts all of that in a weird perspective. Yeah, Last Crusade is kind of the piece that gives you the character, gives you the development, gives you the sense of. I, I don't know. Let's 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 talk about it. And and, and yeah. again, the best way to talk about it is this opening. This opening with River Phoenix playing a young Indiana Jones. I mean, that like we just said is entirely reliant on knowing this character, knowing what's preceded it and knowing the little and knowing the actor, knowing knowing Harrison Ford. I mean, this is a pretty meta self-aware way to start. Yeah, Your it turned out movie. to be like the absolute most important day of Indiana Jones' life. <laughs> well, what happens every, on this particular Every day? little thing that would turn him into who he is happened today. Right? Because what, what do you see? You see him, uh, <coughs> you see him get his whip. You yeah. see him get the scar that Harrison Ford has on his lip. You see his fear of snakes. You, you, you see him idolize an a, a archaeologist who wears a leather jacket and fedora, which he gets from that archaeologist. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, all those things. And does it work? I mean, is this a good start to your action I movie? I love it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think it works. And again, it works because you know Indiana Jones. Is that the only way it works? Because it is an exciting... Like, this... This movie, by the way, all the movies are exciting. This movie is relentless. There's yeah. very little chance to catch your breath in this movie, which I, I think for the most part works works on it. But this opening start, I mean, it's beautifully shot. It's fun. It's it's. I had kind of forgotten, and it seems like I should know this, but Indiana Jones movies, they, they're a little heightened in reality. They're not... Like the 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 the, the falls, the chases, the running—it's it, all a little more exaggerated. And this this has a pretty amazing chase atop a train, where they're going in and out of the train cars. That's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, you also you have an actor who's doing River Phoenix is doing a spot on. I think Harrison Ford impression, not a spot on Indiana Jones impression, but he's doing a very good version of Harrison Ford. I think. Yeah. And that's weird, though, right? Like, is it odd that the movie the movie is telling you that this that Harrison Ford plays this character? The start of this movie, it's it is filling in some backstory on who Indiana Jones is, but it's building it around the idea of here's Harrison Ford. That's that's a weird way to give your character depth, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Although I don't know if I fully agree with that. I no. mean, I you know, I'm I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing that as as what they're presenting. I feel like they're presenting the the icon of of Indiana Jones. I feel like he's really serious. I feel like yeah. River Phoenix is very serious in this role. I think his vocal inflections, his gestures, his facial expressions—they all look like. Yeah, Harrison Ford, which is beautiful casting and beautiful acting, and it's a shame yeah. for a lot of reasons that. He passed on and we couldn't get more movies. But when you get to your third movie, I mean, we've seen this with the Marvel movies when they got to Endgame. So not the third, but many down the line. You see this in Star Wars sequels. I mean, is this a case? And I guess you're saying, no, I feel like this is a little bit of this is more the actor than the character. This is more the bigger spectacle than the story. It's fun and I like it. And it's interesting to see him as this kid. But this is totally reliant on us knowing Harrison Ford. And that shakes the story up a little bit, I think. Hmm. Again, hmm. I like it. It's a 12-minute prologue, and it's very exciting. It's fun. I don't yeah. quite understand the uh, magic trick that gets him out of the car. <laughs> I mean, he's going from car to car, and there's snakes, there's lions. He goes into a magic car. He crawls into a wooden ch- trunk. And you watch the trick get done, which is fun. You watch it through the camera in one shot. You see, okay, they just did an illusion. I don't get how that works. 
Indiana Jones is not known for knowing magic, but it's fun, whatever. And it, you I know, think, and then I from, don't. Yeah, I don't know that he. It, and I've always seen it as he didn't anticipate that that's how he was going to get out. That perhaps he could just hide in there, um, and then lucked out that it had a false bottom. But why? A train car with a false bottom would have crushed him. Plus, <laughs> people true. who go to see a magic act aren't watching it in the train. That magic <laughs> act would be set up somewhere. Yeah. So again, that a, a never, I never stumbled over that before. But this time, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Suddenly, I wanted a little bit more logic. Yeah. In the Last Crusade, and again, that, that I've never thought that before. I think I've always thought, "Ooh, how do you do the trick?" But I'm just like, "Wait, no. How did he get out of there?" Because yeah. that makes no sense. But um, in terms of an opening, it is fun, and it gives us something that I don't think I would have ever asked for. We see his dad, or we see right. an actor portraying his dad's arm. But bringing that element in, I mean. I, I think it works. I think it's important. I think that's what it's weird though. It's like, that's, what's going to give this character backstory, an actual history relationship with his dad. A here to a here before never mentioned character, a relationship that's never acknowledged. And yet I think it's handled pretty naturally. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, is it too late in the series to build a backstory for your character? Um, I don't think so. Not when you're doing it this well. It's weird that there's only been two movies before this, because this one, kind of like what Return of the Jedi does, where it's like, here's some Death Stars for you again. Mm. Here's Tatooine again. This is this movie gives you some familiar moments from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Right. It brings you back to college. He's a little older. He's a teacher. He brings Marcus Brody, a friend of his, back in. It's giving you some familiar touchstones. Yeah. Almost to the point that, do you think you could go right from Raiders into this movie? Can you skip Temple of Doom? Oh, you can absolutely skip Temple of Doom. And I think they do. I mean, I don't think there is a do- Temple of Doom reference <clears throat> in in this movie. Is there? No, no, I don't think there is. But doesn't the existence of a second movie, isn't that what kind of warrants let's finally get to know like more about him? Like, would this have made sense as the second movie? If this was just a two-part um, film, Raiders and the Last Crusade, would it have the impact? I, I don't know if it would have had the impact because I think part of what the third movie does or what it plays off of is, again, just his the, – the, the character's um, pop culture status, you know, up, through, up to that time. So you've got the two movies, but then you just have – just the, the the replays of it and the watching of it and 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 just you as a fan. Uh, I mean, I played Indiana Jones, you know, out in my backyard. I, I'm sure you probably did at some point. And so, just the 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 years of living with Indiana Jones, the character, uh, and then the pop culture icon, and then you have this movie. I think this movie is made better by that passage of time and and just being with that character and knowing that how much you enjoy that movie and watching the other two movies repeatedly perhaps. And, and then you get to this one and it's like, it's, it's, it just kind of pays off having that knowledge. You know what I mean? Like, like we've already talked about the opening, all these tag backs to how things may have developed and how he became who he became. And then, you know, um, seeing Sala again and, you know, Brody and all that. I think it's pretty awesome. Now, nowadays, I guess, with uh, on the internet and when we talk about pop culture, that's called fan service. Yeah. This idea that you put stuff in the movie that's just for the fans. And that pluses and minuses to that. I guess if you are a fan of it, if you're a comic book fan, it's a comic book movie, you love it. If you're kind of going to Harry Potter because that's what was showing and you're lost because you're like, that woman just became a snake, it's confusing. Back with Last Crusade, do you do, does it feel like that? Does it feel like like I don't remember that being a word in 1989, fan service or even a concept? Does this movie feel like it's a little manipulative and that we're gonna play, we're gonna show you the things you liked again? Because it has to be. You're 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 saying that it is part of this movie is existing within the phenomena of Indiana Jones. Right, right. I mean, I didn't think that at the time. Um, but I certainly thought about that as I was watching it uh, just just this last time, um, because it's like, do you need Brody? Do you need Sala? You know, it could have been any any character. Um, Short round could have come back, I guess, uh, in some aspect, but he didn't. 
Um, you know, they were in the same region, so it made sense for Sala to be there. And it started with with uh, getting the letter and, and, and everything uh, when he was back at college, so Brody was already there. So, I don't know. I think it all made sense in, in the story that, that they were telling in last So you like these characters. You like Marcus Brody and Sala. Yeah. I got no no complaints. I mean, I think they became a little more comical in, in this version uh, than I remember them in, in uh, Raiders. This movie needs to top itself. It needs to top the previous ones, but also needs to... It's Or this idea that's like, we want to get those feelings back. You know, Raiders of the Lost Ark, when it came out, was brand new. And so the experience of seeing that was unlike... I mean, I know it harkens back to movie serials and things like that. But for the audience, we hadn't seen a movie like that on the big screen. The followed up with Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom is such a departure from that. and such a dark movie, you know, regardless of my own perceptions on that. It gives you a different experience. It's not the same thing. It's not repeating beats. Like, I, I, I appreciate that. Last Crusade is very focused and, and working really hard to make sure that you're like, here's that red line you like on the map. And, and, and here's this stunt <laughs> spectacular. This is an even bigger jump. And this is an even bigger jump off of something like... It is so focused on making sure you are feeling like this is the most exciting one. This one is bigger. This one is bigger. And there's something, I don't know, do you feel that? Am I just talking more words than needed? Like, do you have that sense? Um, I didn't, no, I don't, I didn't really get that sense. I mean, I guess maybe I was just caught up in it enough where this I did This viewing, this particular viewing. Yeah, this particular viewing. I didn't step outside of it and, and, and. And and see it as as a one upman of the other two, um, and and it's strange too because for me, and I think we've talked about this before, um, I this was the one I probably was more familiar with in my sure, youth. No, no, me too. Definitely, this yeah. is my favorite one. It's the one I saw in the theater. Yeah, it's the one I saw in the theater. It's the one I had on VHS. I didn't have the others on VHS. And I had seen the others, but probably, you know, on TV or in bits and pieces with things cut. Um, I did see Temple of Doom um, on a theater at a college um, because uh, I, and I think I told you the story. I went to a, a day camp at a college and, and it was like an athletic camp and, and uh, it was a rainy day. And so they had the movie for the college students. And so we ended up watching it. Uh, which was pretty awesome, just to experience it that way. That's one third of the series too. So you've seen when you saw Last Crusade, you had seen most of the in the yeah. Jones movies in the theater. Yeah, um, but but yeah, I I didn't I didn't think of it that way. It didn't come off to me that way. Mm-hmm. It just it felt just like another Indiana Jones movie where you've got set piece after set piece after set piece. And yeah, they were they were big, but I I didn't feel like they were like forcing anything uh, 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 the one thing I, I, uh, let me rephrase that there's one thing that i feel like they forced that they could have done without and that was the uh the plane crashing through the tunnel that sequence is weird right we yeah. can jump around a little bit again i and i love this movie i'm not i'm not saying i don't i'll just say right now this is a great memory it's a great movie it's it's very enjoyable but it really there are two moments where the movie stops to breathe and that's it and there's a sequence, yeah, they're they're on a, a blimp, and then they have to get off the blimp, I think. Is that right? Is this is that the plane chase? Yeah, they um, they, they were on the blimp, and they thought they were getting out of Germany, and then the blimp started to turn around so that they had to get off, and they took the plane that was attached to the blimp, and then there were also planes uh, already in the air that are now following them. Yeah, and that this there, that's one of the action sequences where I'm like, this is big, but kind of boring to me it's funny actually there are some funny jokes in it yeah but yeah that sequence doesn't make sense like that's one of those like rube goldberg designed kind of things like we've got a plane like where the plane that because they're being chased by nazi planes was the plan to shoot the blimp down uh i think it was just to escort the blimp back because because they were on the blimp but then one of the german generals or whatever um, in some very stunning blue screen, <laughs> shakes his fist at the blimp. Yeah. Well, he was he was on there and he got kicked off. And you would think that the moment somebody falls out of a window of your blimp, you're not going to be taking off. But apparently they 
they did. Right? <laughs> I thought that this time too. Like that's yeah. a lot of suspension of disbelief. Because right. that's a that's a Nazi leader. That's someone who was stalling the 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 blimp for that very reason. Right. So just as I was starting to really like dig into that thought, that's when the blimp started to turn around and I'm like, oh, okay. So that makes a little bit of sense. They radioed to the blimp. The guy got back to the the headquarters and said, hey, we got to turn that blimp around. I just got thrown off of it. Um, So they did turn the blimp around and probably by that time they sent some planes up into the air to make sure that uh, they could stop the blimp or whatever. So what is it about that silly about that sequence? Because yeah, this this and there's the motorcycle chase are both very well put together sequences that I felt like this this is one thing too many. What what was silly? Describe that because because you're you are loving this movie more than I am, and I love it. So you're so I'm just curious. What's the one thing then about that that puts you off? Uh, the one thing that put me off that really took me out of it, honestly, was the. For for its time, it might have been good, but I was really stunned by the poor effect of it. Oh, it's the effects of it. Yeah, of it's, of it's not this... the whole plot of it. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty silly. You've got you've got uh, they straight Indiana up steal Jones. a guy's car. Indiana Jones's dad steal a guy's car. Yeah, well, that's before they. That's when they get land. First, they have to fly and have um, uh, Henry Jones uh, shoot the plane. Because he doesn't know how to work the the, the machine gun in the back, so he ends which up I do laugh at. That is funny. Yeah, but it's a little and it's well slapsticky. Yeah, and then they've got to land it, and then they crash, and then they have to get away, and so then they get in the car, and then the planes keep chasing them, um, and then they're trying to outrun one of the planes as they head towards the the tunnel, and the plane instead of flying over the tunnel to get them on the other side, flies lower and lower and lower to chase them through the tunnel. And it cracks off both of its wings, and then the the hull of the the airplane just skids past the car, and the the pilot makes a you know eye contact with the, the Joneses as he goes. And he by. can't believe it. <laughs> he can't believe what just happened. He looks so lost. He flew his he kamikaze. That's offensive. He flew his plane. Into the tunnel, what could he have expected? Right. And then the logic of it is like, well, the wings ripped off, but the plane's still okay. And then when the plane gets out of the tunnel, if we're going to buy the previous logic, it just explodes. Right. Well, by that time, the the gas uh, lines have ruptured and, and the flames- I don't think they're kept in the wings. <laughs> I don't think they keep the gas lines in the wings. I don't know for a fact, actually. Yeah. yeah that And it's played for a laugh. I think you're supposed <laughs> to laugh at that. You know the the look that he and, and you know I, I get it. It's funny and it's it's and again it's one thing after another. Yes, the if that the, the blue screening is a little weak in that part, <clears throat> but it's also just it, that's too much. That's the movie really. That's a well choreographed sequence that maybe is missing any connection. And that's the thing. Like this movie is trying so hard. It's throwing comedy in at a weird moment which is fine there's a lot of comedy in this movie and honestly i was surprised that most of the comedy works yeah. in this movie there's far more jokes than ever before though like they're you know it's that idea of they're kind of cutting loose but not really because most of them are in character i don't like the whole indiana jones as master of the skies he keeps putting on other people's hats and <laughs> pretending to be Scottish. Like what that keeps that's doing it. What, what 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 other time does he, he puts do on it a Nazi costume? Guy? He puts oh, on he right. puts on someone. There's three hats he wears. I'm forgetting the third one. Listeners, text us in. <laughs> text us at indie hats. <laughs> but um, hashtag hat hats tag indies hats. But. Like, did you like that? Did you like the comedy of earlier in the movie? He shows up at this castle and the get in, he, he pulls a Scooby-Doo. Yeah, no, <laughs> I didn't mind that. Really? That's our character? I was, I actually was like, wow, I'm surprised he hasn't done more Scottish characters, uh, Harrison Ford, because he does that <laughs> accent pretty well. Harrison Ford does, sure, but does <laughs> yeah. Indiana Jones, has he ever been a master of the skies? He puts on a Nazi outfit in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Right. But other than that, like that just that was we that just felt like this is a comical, cartoonish beat. Yeah. 
And that whole castle scene, he you know he infiltrates this castle where his dad's being held captive. And again, their interplay is brilliant. Sean Connery is a good actor, and every now and then I think that he's not. He's really good in this. Yeah. He's wonderful as the father. And it's great to see him in this in this character. You know, kind of a bumbly older you know professor type who who who's caught up in something bigger than he can handle. Um, you know, because usually he's he's you know Con Air. Uh no not Conair what am I thinking of the rock uh, the rock yeah Conair so on an island Conair on an island but yeah no so it's great to see him in the in you know a non James Bondy uh the rock kind of role yeah and he really gives himself to the role and I think for the most part he earns his performance earns the quirkiness there's some bumbling and slapstick stuff with like they get they both get tied to a chair when they're in that castle. And there's a whole thing with like <laughs> one of them gets punched and the head bumps into the other one. Like it's funny, yeah. But it, there is a weird sort of like we're gonna leave them laughing in the aisles. There's a lot of bumblingness, which <laughs> I don't think you get in the other. I mean, you kind of do the mine car chase in Last yeah. Res- in, uh, Temple of Doom a little bit, yeah. Um, but like they set the whole room on fire. That's the other thing. Talk about some logic when they're tied. Indiana Jones and his dad are tied to the chair back to back. Nazis are in the next room, so they want to try to get out. So Indiana Jones tells his dad to get the lighter out of his pocket because there's a Zippo lighter in there and try to burn through the ropes. Right. Ultimately, what happens is Henry Jones drops the lighter and the chair catches on fire. How is that any different than setting the ropes on fire? Right. It's like if if the rope lighting thing were successful... How would you have been? Yeah, like how would that be successful? You would be scalding yourself. You'd probably set your your coat on fire as you're tied up there. There's there's no way for that to be a good idea. Right. It's a set piece. It's a comical set piece. And these movies always are set pieces. I just they're normally again, they're 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 normally rescue missions or evading missions or or, or booby traps. There's a lot of comedy. The plane part you were just talking about this, a lot of comedy based around aren't they funny when they're bumbling around? Yeah. And they're still very well choreographed pieces. They're they play really well, they are exciting, but the motivation of them is you're going to laugh at this. Like, this is the Indiana Jones movie that is a comedy versus the other two. Right. And again, a lot of it works because you're you're talking about Sean Connery. I think Harrison Ford always does great work as Indiana Jones. Their relationship, they only have a couple of scenes where they're talking about their relationship as father and son in their past. And those scenes play so well. Like, that earns the adding this character. That earns the... I mean, this is the movie that makes Indiana Jones a character. He's always been fun. Right. He's always been exciting. But this is the movie that gives him some depth. The third one. So that retroactively, the Indiana Jones and Raiders and Temple of Doom is a great character because of this movie. Yeah. And and I think that worked for, for our generation because, at least for me anyway, I was too young for the first two. Mm-hmm. And so this was the movie that... Sort of like I was aware of Indiana Jones, but then I got to know Indiana Jones with this movie, making the other movies feel more important in a way. Which is odd because this movie needs those movies to exist, to work. All of this about him, like Last Crusade, I don't think could be your first Indiana Jones movie. I mean, maybe it could, you know, maybe if that was the first one to come out. But I feel like the introduction of his dad, the building of his past, you're, you're, you're filling in the holes and they're doing it really well. It's just odd. It's odd to think of Last Crusade as a character piece because that's not what this character is known for. Right, right. The tone is definitely different. Yeah, but that's not off-putting to you, huh? With the exception of a, a plane flying into a tunnel. No, it's not entirely off-putting. No. Um, one thing that I I noticed that that maybe plays into this a little bit because you talked about it being choreographed. Um. Something I noticed on this viewing, and and I'd have to go back and watch the other two, and and the other two had this this kind of realistic feel to it, you know. They were in the jungle, you know. There was there were they were in the caves, they were in the caverns, they were you know. Um, this movie, its set pieces seemed more staged. As much as I know that those were stages in those other two movies too, um, th- this felt more like 
this is actually a, a studio stage here that we're on. And then oh, really? the acting and some of the, the movements of the characters were very so methodical and so perfect um, that it's like they must have rehearsed that hundred times to get that so perfect every time. Oh. And I, that, that came off. I noticed that more on this viewing of this third movie. Um, even even the scene, especially the scene, this is where I started to really feel it, where he was taken to the hotel or wherever he is, and he is introduced to, I can't even think of the guy's name right now, uh, the villain, uh, mm-hmm. although we don't know he's the villain yet, and he sees the tablet. That whole right at the con- beginning, the lore scene, I love that scene. It's a great scene, but if you if you really watch it, it it's such a dance. It's so choreographed. The pauses, the moments, um, the beginnings of one story by one person, the finishing of the story by the other person, the the wife coming in and saying, "Oh, you're you're ignoring your guests," and she even like turns and nods her head to acknowledge Indiana Jones, and then the camera pulls back. He's not even looking at her. So it's like all these movements are so set and they must have oh. done it every time. That's funny cuz that I I love that scene. It's um cuz they're they're setting up the movie for you, yeah. they're telling you the history of the grail. That to me was a was a totally intentional unavoidable callback to Raiders. Raiders oh, sure. Lost Ark has that great scene. Yeah. And that's one of those things where it's like they're repeating, you know, George Lucas talks about with the Star Wars movies, this ring, and people talk about the ring theory where it's like, it's motifs. You're re- you repeat motifs, almost like it's music, different yeah. things. And I felt like that was a repetition. I loved that so much. I love Donovan is that character's name. I right. Walter Donovan. Donovan. I love him in this way. He's no Belloc, but he's good. Like I like him in that scene. But that's the yeah. thing. He is Belloc. He's right. set up to be the same thing as Belloc. Right. And you're getting the same sort of, just in case you don't know in the audience, here's what the movie's about and setting it up. Um, does the Raiders one feel staged to you? When they In Raiders, they go into... I mean, I have to watch they it They use again, like a chalkboard, he's drawing stuff, he opens the book up and it happens to have an exact drawing of the Ark they find later. <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't. In the uh, Bible. It never stood out that way, but... Um, and I watched it pretty recently. No, it, yeah, felt more, so if it, didn't, it felt more realistic. But this one, and and that was a detracting or that was just an observation? That just was- an observation. It didn't really detract. And, and I was also trying to figure out, like, is it this way? Am I recognizing it this way? Because I've seen this movie so many times. And so for me, I could basically do the movements and everything. I know that the, the pauses so well. So maybe that's why I was noticing it more because I've, I've seen this movie so often. But I mean, I think it's a good point to make because you're again, you're we both like it, but you seem more in the camp of this movie's great all the way through. Yeah, but that's a stumbling part. The thing that was a stumbling block, I think, is similar to that to me because it, it follows a formula, and it is what we expect from the movie. the The, the character of Elsa, um, what's her last name? Elsa. Um. But did we get a last in my name? Notes. We did. It's in my notes. I don't know why I'm looking. Yeah, because they call it um, Professor Someone. Because we don't know she's a woman yet. But I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, so she's kind of like, she, she's his, con- Indy's contact when he goes to try to find, um, he's, you know, he's looking for his dad, but he's also looking for the marker to find the grail. She, she kind of helps get him involved with the, continuing the hunt with the grail. And she's, she, and she turns out to be a Nazi, but she's also the love interest and pseudo love interest yeah a forced love interest that was in the <laughs> movie true. he, he arrives true. in venice she meets him like you're saying they were expecting a male doctor but it's a female uh doctor doctor of archaeology i don't even know but they, they meet up with her and the moment they meet up with her there's this he's just bantering with her will you permit me for line no, but they're just they're just flirting back and forth i'm just like where is this that's not indiana jones that's out of nowhere. That's just a horn dog guy with an erection the moment he sees a woman hitting her with that erection. But even the movie loses track of it. Like, thankfully, he, he falls out of love with her when he realizes she's a Nazi. That tends also, to happen. He threatens to strangle her to death. That also tends to happen. That was rough. I had a hard yeah. time with that. That's our hero, ladies and gentlemen. But I don't know. That was... I. Either take her out or just have her be, I, 
you know, have her be just a colleague of his that turns on him. Like that romance felt, because, you know, you get Marion and Raiders, which is a great romance, unless you think about the age difference that they talk about. Um, you get Willie Scott in Temple of Doom, which, and we talked about that in the episode, Willie Scott as a character gets the short end of characterization. They don't do much with her, but that antagonistic relationship, whether or not it always works, I get it. Indiana Jones and her were bickering. It's kind of this 1940s kind of bickering thing. This one in this movie is kind of like he needs a love interest. He doesn't, he doesn't need that. And I stumbled over that. I get it because you want the betrayal. You want the joke with how her, his dad also slept with her. But that just felt, that was one of those paint-by-numbers check marks, similar to what you're saying, maybe, that felt stagey to me, similar to what you're saying about the, the scene with the grail. But the grail scene seems to work for you. Um, which grail scene? <laughs> um, I'm sorry, not the grail scene. The, the scene where he, Donovan and him are talking about the history of it. I, I wrote in my notes the lore scene, when you're learning about what the movie's going to be about. You're saying it does work for me? Yeah, it works for me. Right? Yeah, no, yeah. I'd love it. It just, again, I was just kind of commenting on how it, it just is so perfect. Like the, the cadence of the lines, the, the way that the wife nods her head, closes the door, and he turns this, and, and, and then he's like, you know, and that's usually when the, the, the rug gets pulled out from under you, and, and Indy just turns and goes, yes? Like, it's just, <laughs> it's so, so pristine, you know, and and it stood out to me how how stagey it seemed, which didn't wasn't a problem. It just was like something I hadn't really noticed before, and, and maybe it's because you know modern movies are so much more uh, I don't know how to, like just rough and tumble in a way. Modern movies can be stagey too, though. I mean, this is the thing we're talking about. This is the third. In a in a series, this is wrapping it up. This is them knowing what they have to do. They have to hit these points. And that might be why it feels stagey, because there's new stuff in this movie. All the stuff with him and his dad is new. We've never seen that it, before. It is, and it's but you fun. know what I think? You were just talking about how um, the first two movies and their love interests and, and how they were the antagonists in a way. They they've have uh, a push-pull relationship. Um, that's, that's Henry Jones in this movie. He's essentially the, the, the Willie of, of the last crusade. Except that, and this is where I think this is like some maturity. This is where Indiana Jones has developed character. Indiana Jones wants something different from his dad, obviously, that he wants from Willie <laughs> Scott, but there that's is true. an actual push for respect there is an actual and i had never really realized this before i know it's there but we get a lot of indiana jones feeling abandoned by his dad and you get a lot of his dad thinking like no i was a great father i i taught you to be the character you are i let you do what you wanted to do i let you pursue archaeology i didn't ever told you to come home early like there's this push and pull that there's a real tension there. It's not this assumed love interest tension. It's it's a, a parent-sibling relationship. It's a mentor-trainee uh, relationship. And it's I'm amazed with this that you that I get a sense of their history through two scenes. They talk about their past together twice. Once on the blimp, which is a great scene, and I'm forgetting when the other one is. I think. Um, I forget what it is, but on the blimp, you get a little bit of him saying, you know, that that's why mom left, you know, so you get that sense that there was some tension in the household. And so, I don't know. I think that's very real. You, you don't, you see Henry not giving up. Henry doesn't say like, yeah, you're right. Henry thinks he's a great dad and that, and you know, when he, that moment where he thinks Indiana Jones is dead, when the tank goes over the side of the cliff that Indiana Jones is on, even though we know Indiana Jones is going to come out of that pit, that's a that's an earned moment of him feeling bad. You know, I never got a chance to tell him how I felt. That's such a sappy line, but it's earned because I think they actually have the one thing that's never been in these movies before, a father-son relationship. I mean, Short Round and Indy weren't really father-son. They were... I don't know, employer, employee, something. I don't know. Right. But that's new. And I think I think that works great. I, I don't see that as sort of a rote relationship that we've seen before. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it it brings a bit of that that kind of beat from from the previous movies in that here's Indiana Jones, who if he were on his own, it'd be going a lot smoother. But since he has to have somebody who's not used to this sort of adventure tagging along, um, so so that's that's how I see it as familiar. If Indiana Jones, if this movie, Kingdom of the Island of the Crystal Skull does this, Indiana Jones learns he has a kid. If instead of Henry Jones, his father, if this movie followed the same plot, but it was Indiana Jones and his daughter and his son and his kid, do you think that would work? Could that work? Um, I don't know if that could work. Right? Because we've never seen any parental figures. We don't think of family. I think this movie brings it in in a nice way. Yeah. And I think it's what saves this movie. Like, the movie is very exciting, and it would still be exciting. And the movie is very funny, and that's a fun thing to experience. I loved it as a kid. I loved it now. But I think at the core of it, having Indiana Jones, and we've said on the other episodes, Indiana Jones works best when he is not a superhero, you know, when he's flustered, when he's floundering. And what better way to so, show someone floundering than then than, than introduce them to the ultimate authority figure, and in his life, that's his father. Right. Like, that makes this movie, and it does something different to this movie. And it's weird that that gives shape to the whole trilogy now. Right. Which plays out of order anyways. The first one is in the middle, and blah, 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 but... <laughs> True. Because otherwise it is, it's just... And this isn't a bad thing because I love it, but it's just Raiders of the Lost Ark again. We get another gnarly death when that guy is decomposes. That's right. pretty funny, right? When Donovan <laughs> dies, funny. that special effect is pretty funny. When he turns into the skull, he's like, oh, oh, oh. I mean, I wouldn't call it funny. Um, his I think hair it starts works, to grow longer, his eyes I bug out. I think it out. works quite well. I think it works well because it happens so quickly. You know, like if it doesn't okay. linger for, for too long. Mm-hmm. I don't mind. I think it's hilarious. But but either <laughs> way, like, but that that is just opening the arc again. Right. Like, it's no, interesting. Exactly. There is a little bit of knowledge, like, you know, like the whole, which which of these is the cup of the, you know, of, of Jesus. And it's like, you know, it's the humblest cup. Like, that's, you know, that's interesting. And then the, yeah. the three trials he has to get through uh, to get there, they're all interesting. But... This whole thing is just the first movie again. Right. And we have a fondness for it. You know, I, I think I do and you do. And, you know, and someone yeah. we saw in the theater, it was exciting. And I wasn't thinking of any of this as a kid. And I do think it still works. But do you think if we were older when this movie came out, you know, because we were like 14 or 15, let's say we, you know, like we were fan of Men- Menace Age. Let's say we were 25, 26. When Last Crusade came out, given what it is, given how it mimics this original one, if we were more cynical 20-somethings seeing this versus the kids who saw it, do you think it would still resonate? Do you think it would still have worked? Um, I think I think it would have, yes. Because we're cynical now and it still works. But we also have... Part of the reason it still works is we loved it as kids. True. But I don't know. I just think it's I think it's well done enough and different enough that the familiar beats aren't a problem. They're more of even at that older age, it's just more of that warm familiarity. Well, which so I don't what? think is a problem in this movie. And I don't think it's being done just for the sake of doing it. It it serves the story. It serves this movie. So there's you 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 find no cynicism, and maybe they were just doing what they knew what that worked. They were doing what worked before. Yeah, and it, it's and it's hard it to hypothesize because it is so ingrained in me. But yeah, I don't mm-hmm. I don't think it would be a bad. I don't think I would see it any differently. So this past Christmas season that just passed December. Mm-hmm. Both you and I, at separate times, went to see a movie that was supposed to cap off, in this case, 42 years of a storyline. 
Uh, Episode nine of the sure. Skywalker saga, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. So that's a finale. That's a finale that hits familiar beats, not just from the original trilogy, but from The Force Awakens. It's yeah. another map. They're going after the same thing. Um, this has characters we like. It heightens the jokes. It gives us some family relations with the Emperor and Rey. Oh, spoilers, by the way, for Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> um, you know, and I like the new characters. I like Star Wars. I've never gone to a theater and not liked Star Wars. I saw Rise of Skywalker, and I don't want to say I hated it, although I've said that off off the microphone, but I was unaffected by it. I was right. bored by it. It didn't hit any any of the emotional beats of the original movie and I movies. And I feel like I used to always just be, it's Star Wars. I like anything, at least in the theater. I always like things in the theater because it's big and it's exciting. But this was, you know, it's well made. It's, it's you know, it's 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 no small spectacle. There's There are sure. handing you lots of explosive times. But there wasn't anything offered to me in that movie. I think kids like it. I We, we both know some, you know, friends who have liked it. I'm wondering if I was younger, would I have liked it more? Right. If, you know, and that's why I wonder with Last Crusade, when it came out, is there enough to it? And I think we're saying there is. But is some of why it works? Because honestly, I always say Raiders of the Lost Ark is my favorite one. I think I have the most fun watching Last Crusade. Sure. Like, like good, you know, good reality or bad reality for me. I mean, it's a good reality. I, it has the most consistent fun to it, yeah. even though I think Raiders is the better made movie. Was there anything new about it this time watching it? Do you have any new experiences? I know you said a little bit about like how it felt a little stagey. Yeah, that was the only thing that really stood out on this on this new viewing. But but other than so that, was it no, just nothing? like watching it again. Just like watching it again. Is that what you asked? Yeah, yeah, like just as enjoyable as watching it any other time you've ever watched yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I almost watched it a second time before we recorded. Uh, oh, so you're loving it? I, it's I like do. McDonald's to you. <laughs> I, I do. It. I love this movie. I really do. And again, maybe it's because, like you're saying, it it's the one that I enjoy watching. Like Raiders is great, yes, but you don't get the joy maybe that you get when you watch I, mean, I, I do i yeah. know when we watched it i enjoyed it but yeah i and temple of doom is there's some great moments in that yeah and it's wonderfully bleak like that's a wonderful fuck you audience to put that <laughs> as your movie but yeah last crusade is seems more magical and it, which is weird because raiders is the, i don't know I maybe I'm just all talk right now because I'm going to say Raiders is the better movie, but I'm saying I enjoyed Last Crusade more. I mean, this is is this the greatest Indiana Jones movie? I I guess oh, right. Yeah, I mean it's my favorite. It it's, is so if, then if you, then yes. If I had to watch <laughs> one of the three of them, I'd probably pick this one. God, I want to say Raiders of Lost Ark, but yeah, this one just. This one, because it has the maturity of the father-son relationship and because it's so confident in who Harrison Ford is, not, yeah. the, not Indy, that's, it is a lot of fun, even though I can poke more holes in it. And right. it's a fitting send-off. Like, it's a nice cap to it. And we went a long time. We went almost 20 years without thinking we needed another one. Yeah. As a kid, did you want more Indiana Jones movies after Last Crusade? I felt satisfied, honestly. Right? I never had a thought about more Indiana Jones. You know, I would like to have seen more Star Wars. That's what I thought I mm. wanted to see more of, but I never thought about seeing more Indiana Jones. Yeah, so let's end on that. Let's talk about that for a minute, because that idea of being satisfied by something, that this told the story and I'm satisfied by it. Yeah. That's lacking in the movie-going experience. Oh, Yeah. Marvel spent 10, 11 years giving us, honestly, enjoyable movies throughout. There's not a single Marvel movie of the Marvel Cinematic Universe I don't like. There are some I like less than others. Sure. But they told multiple stories and one massive story. 
We get to Endgame. Endgame is phenomenal. It's a huge end. It's rewarding. It's repetitive from other movies, but it's also rewarding for all this time you spent. And that gave me the feelings that I thought Rise of Skywalker was going to give me and didn't. I was right. I, it was a rousing experience. Should in a way, shouldn't that be it? <laughs> Couldn't that be it? I mean, doesn't it feel like that should be it? Like we got so eleven no more years. Mar- of s- you're saying enough Marvel movies. We we did it. Well, I mean, we I succeeded. want to see the next ones they do, but yeah, like this feeling of satisfaction. Why don't I have it with that? The way that I have it, like you're like I thought that was great that you said that you felt satisfied by Last yeah. Crusade. Why can't we get that through other movies? I mean, we get it in Back to the Future. I never, I don't want a fourth Back to the Future. And we get it in Ice Pirates. I don't want a second <laughs> Ice Pirates. Um, I think because, but, I mean, there's many factors, I'm sure. But one of them is that I think at the time, there wasn't as much of a push to keep selling and selling and selling the movies and the characters. I think they would be satisfied and everyone was happy actually having an ending and I think that's what what Back to the Future and, and Indiana Jones do. They give you an ending. Sure, the characters live on and do other things in in their world. There's that for, animated series for Back to the Future where a lot more time travel happened. But for us, <clears throat> for for those for the cinematic for the films, um, they give you an ending. You know, they destroy the 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 DeLorean. It's it's over, you know, like it's an ending. They ride off into the sunset in Indiana Jones. It's the end. And so they don't really do that anymore with, with the movies now because they just want to be able to, to, to sell it some more and make more money. But that's reductive. I mean, there's still people telling a story. Endgame was a well-written movie and well performed and produced movie it's not just to sell tickets also return of the jedi had a finale return of the jedi tied up that story in three movies yeah but we kept going back and i'm glad we got the prequels and i'm glad we got two of the three new disney saga (laughs) ones like i'm happy that they exist but yeah i don't and there is another indiana jones movie that's the thing there is a fourth one yeah. But I'm okay ignoring it. Totally ignoring it. And I have no interest in the fifth one upcoming. No? You don't not, want to see right him now. in 1968 or whatever it is. Yeah. He's going to be running around with I, Nixon or something. I, I, don't, um, I don't right now. No, no, I don't either. I might be swayed, but not right now. But it's okay if we're not, right? Because we have these three. And I guess yeah. it was interesting that we that Rise of Skywalker came out around the time we're talking about this, because I have my three favorite Star Wars movies, to talk about that for a minute. I have three prequels that I like, and I have a finale of sorts, if it has to keep going, from The Last Jedi, that I'm, I had to convince, not even convince myself, but I'm learning to accept that I can just not like Rise of Skywalker. I can just be fine with not following something anymore. Right. And that's new to me. And this, that's why it was, I just really, I was happy to hear you say you were satisfied by The Last Crusade. Because I never think about that. I never stop and think like, am I satisfied? And yeah, that was a pretty satisfying <laughs> series of three movies. And that's all yeah. we need. And I just, yeah, it is odd that that's not maybe the mindset. I don't know if that's because we're older and we can think it through or if that's because that's how Hollywood works and movies work. But yeah. Any final thoughts if, on uh, I was going to ask if, if this podcast is satisfying, this episode, Tim. Was this a satisfying episode? Well, I mean, it was funnier <laughs> than some of the other ones. But I just, the part where we went through the tunnel and the flaming plane just felt forced. <laughs> yeah, a little But bit. hey, it's not the last one, everyone. No, there will be more. But if you liked this one... If you like this one and want to maybe follow what led up to it, the ones that, that preceded it, visit uh, visit 20popcast.com. That's the main website for the show. Uh, we're done, right? We're done talking about Last Crusade? I'm pretty I done. Do pretty, did you have something else you wanted to say? I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. I'm, I'm good. I think I'm uh, good. 
All right. I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought we, we kind of got to something and we're getting you, the audience, to visit us at 20podcast.com, the uh, website with uh, the most recent episode up there to listen to, all, links to all of our past episodes, as well as uh, ways to uh, subscribe to the show. And I, I want to say, if you like the show, if you enjoy the show, if you're following the show, please subscribe to it. We, we, we love having an audience. And, and when you subscribe to it, you get an automatic episode every other week uh, when they when, when they're released. And uh, so, yeah, you can visit us there. You can also find links to Twitter and Instagram. I haven't done this part of the show in a while, and I'm telling you, I'm doing it as well as I normally do. Bob, why don't you tell us about what you're doing? Yeah. Promote um, yourself. Well, yeah, you can you can follow me at, uh, at RH Canning on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. And we always like to hear from you folks. Um, thank you for listening. Um, engage. Let us know what you think of these Indiana Jones trilogies in this particular movie. Um closing it out um ignoring the fourth one and uh yeah also if you want to um subscribe early to my twitter feed for a new comic strip that i'm yes. working on you're welcome to do that that's at bob issues on twitter at bob issues um nothing posted yet but it's forthcoming when how forthcoming when do you think that's because i'm i'll put a link in the show notes as well my goal when do you think- is to get something up before the end of january and this is an online comic will that strip happen? that you're going to be doing. I do not know. It will happen? We don't know. I, but yeah, uh, we don't know. find out. Find out by visiting it. That's great. That's awesome. It's a New um, Year's resolution of sorts. Oh, okay. So it probably won't happen. But if it right, wasn't right. a resolution, I bet we'd be seeing it in a couple weeks, like you said. It is <laughs> the new year, everyone. Um, we're hopefully back on schedule. I know we missed a couple weeks there. We're going to keep the show going every other week. And again, I know I always say this, but truthfully, in February, some announcements, some big big going-ons for us as podcasters. So I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that come uh, February. Bob, it's good to talk to you again. You too, Timmy. I don't think I've ever Tim- called you Timmy on this channel, but yeah, there you no, go. is it was good talking to you, Bob. Um, and we'll be back in two weeks, but not talking about Total Recall because you probably thought the two weeks was a reference to that. It wasn't. It wasn't. Oh God, this sucks. Not the show, but this part, this moment of the show. The I Total thought, Recall reference. The signing off, like that's become. You yeah. know, we were talking about a gimmick earlier. It's like you know, they you know, like I feel like oh, they're breaking down. They don't know how to do this closing part. They're still underground independent artists. We know how to close out the show, but I do this bullshit. I'm just like, oh, it got out of my hands. It got away from me there. Phew, we stink. We're, we suck. God, and maybe in 2020, you know, we could make a resolution to be a little more professional with wrapping up these shows. Maybe, maybe sound. Like we, 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 we know and care what we're doing. Because we do know and care what we're doing, I think. But you we do. sure I think we. I, I think I don't think people want to hear me. They want to hear we. Alright. Us. Well, they I'm, would say I, them. I'm not saying they don't want to hear we, but mm. I'm saying that you know what you're doing. I don't necessarily do. And thank you our sponsors at Nintendo We Sing. Uh, see that was sincerely bad. That was not staged. It just was bad. <laughs> 